The Women Like You podcast would like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional owners of the land we walk on. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. sights on certain things and I have worked out precisely what it takes and then tick goal is done boom straight back to square one I thought it was going to be some insane amount that is completely not achievable actually it's not that much hello and welcome to women like you the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should I'm Sarah. I'm a GP and I work in women's health and fertility. And I'm Gab. I'm a radio producer and journalist. And we've finally figured out how to exercise regularly. Yeah, without any crazy fads or quick fix boot camps and without smashing ourselves for three weeks and then giving up. And we want to help you with your health and fitness too, because the research shows that about one in two Australians aren't doing enough physical activity. Yeah, and women are doing less physical activity than men. And that's probably because they're doing more of everything else than <laughs> men. But anyway. <laughs> we know that a sedentary lifestyle can lead to some serious health issues. Diabetes, heart disease, dementia, osteoporosis. And we want to help you create an exercise habit that is small, but achievable and sustainable and hopefully will give you the best chance against chronic illness and disease. That's the that's the main game, isn't it really? Yeah, we're we're in this for the health benefits these days. Exactly. Once upon a time, we were only ever exercising because we needed to see a physical aesthetic result. Mm -hmm. That's all bullshit. That's what we've been fed our whole lives <laughs> by every piece of media we've ever consumed. And uh, as much as we'd like to, you know, deconstruct the patriarchy while we're here, let's just focus on good health. And that's what we're yes. that's what we're here for. And exercise is really great for good health. So on this episode, we're going to crunch the numbers on how much exercise we actually need to do. Yes. And why having a big weight loss goal, like, you know, losing a lot of weight for your wedding or something similar, never works. Certainly doesn't work in the long term. Something that we've been talking about over the last few episodes is the two-minute habit, the quick kind of two-minute hack that you can incorporate into your life every single day. For you, Sarah, that's been uh, going to sleep in your exercise gear, getting up in the morning, getting straight on the yoga mat. Straight on the mat. That's that's my two minutes. The two minutes is regardless of how I'm feeling, what I'm doing, what I want to do, two minutes, straight on the mat. Roll out of bed. On that mat, hey, baby. Roll out. On the mat. Kick the dog off the mat. Roll on the mat. <laughs> Gently cuddle the dog yeah, yeah. off the mat. <laughs> he's, he's just oh, adorable. He has been doing a lot of downward dogs on the mat lately. <laughs> Where do you think the yogi's got the inspiration oh, no. for downward dog? Um, Three-legged dog too. <laughs> Sorry, the other day. That's pretty cute. Uh, and mine has been that I put my exercise gear next to my bed when I go to sleep at night in the morning. In less than two minutes, I get up, I put on my active wear. Active wear. I put on my exercise gear active and I'm ready wear. to go. <laughs> How's now, it been going? How's it been going this week? Because we, we we chatted about this last week about how we wanted to make sure that we were hitting that little two-minute target. Mm, it's been awful <laughs> and I haven't done it. You know why? Uh, because I have had uh, continuous kind of neck and shoulder pain for the last couple of weeks and I've had fairly awful sleeps every night. It's just been uncomfortable Aww. to sleep. So I'm just feeling this makes awful. makes me sad. Yeah. And then so I've been waking up and literally just doing 
whatever I can. I've also been going into the office a lot more and, you know, some days it's just been a real struggle. So for me, if all I get done is the 10-minute walk from the train station to the building where I work, I'm just clocking that up as incidental exercise. I'm moving. I'm standing up at my desk all day. I've actually got the standing desk up, you know, nice, I've put nice. it up so that I'm actually standing. So at least I'm I'm not sitting all day. Um, and th- if th- that's literally so got, been all got, I could do. If you've got 10 minutes in the morning mm-hmm. and presumably a 10-minute reverse trek back yep. from yep. the office to the train, yep. then that's, that's a, 20 minutes. Look, it's not. It's better than nothing. Exactly. But you've been doing your two-minute, your two-minute hack. Have you still been doing that this no, week? I've no, I've literally, like, you know, sometimes in life you're just keeping above the water level and I think that the kind of the pain has been first and foremost on my mind. Mm. So I've just been, I feel like kind of like I've been in survival mode, just get whatever I can do done, mm. you know, just get to work, get get the work done, get home, get warm, rest, just try and rest until I heal. Like I'm definitely on the mend. I need to go and see a physio and sort of work out what's going on. I suspect it's a problem to do with a sedentary lifestyle. I have a very heavy kind of editing job. So I find that my right shoulder, because my main hand is my right hand, repetitive, repetitive mouse, mouse movement. Um, and on a particular, like on a, de- on a deadline day, I am locked in that position. I am stressed, heart rate is high and I am just like, go, go, go. Um, and by the end of that day, I can feel like my shoulder will be aching. Yeah. Now I, that's always happened. And I think I've always just kind of been okay. And I've kind yeah, of just, you know, gotten I over know. that. But, but if you do that for long enough, I think that's eventually it. the body goes, Stop doing this to me. And, and I have reached that. I've Look, reached that and the, the reality is that what your body could kind of cope with when you were 30 gets a lot harder when you're 35. It, yeah, it, it just can't do it anymore. And I think I'm just. It gets a hell of a lot sore by the time yeah. you're my age, too. <laughs> but enough about me. Uh, how have you been doing with your two minute hack? <laughs> um, so, what you use the analogy of uh, just trying to keep your head above water? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I've beat. I think the drowned rat analogy <laughs> is probably better for me the this water, week. The water has gone over. Oh, the, top. the water has gone over the top. So I have been pretty well out of action mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Dodgy ovary. Ah, oh, ovary. Yep. Ovary. Just one of the joys of oh, being so a lady. delightful. <laughs> so um, yeah. So like my reality is that I live with polycystic ovarian syndrome. Very very common condition. About ten percent of our listeners will also suffer to some extent or another with polycystic ovarian syndrome. 10%, that's yeah, huge. Yeah, it's huge. And so I have a problem with recurrent cysts, but my left ovary has been particularly dodge of late. And yeah, and I've just been cooking a delightful cyst and it's, <sighs> uh, and it's just bloody sore. Look, it's just sore. It's not dangerous. It's not scary. It's not anything that I haven't dealt with before, but it just stops you from getting on with your usual activities. Yeah, because, I mean, I've always had pretty shitty kind of period pain. What are we talking about here? Like, yeah, what, what, yeah. what, what so is the feeling? It, it, it's typically mid-cycle, so it's... Oh, good. Just on, just yeah. a little, little sneaky <laughs> so, halfway point. I loved it. My, uh, yeah, my phone said to me yesterday, it was like, nine days until your next period. It's like, <laughs> oh, great. I feel like awesome. I'm having it now. <laughs> I already feel like shit. Um, so it's just, it feels like a toothache kind of in, mine's been left-sided, so it just feels like this left lower pelvic pain. 
too much information. The pain goes other places. It's it well. This is what this podcast is about. I, yeah. I think that's not too much information. I think this is stuff that women don't My actually vagina get. To, hurts. <laughs> that's good. I All think right. this is stuff My that women don't hurts. get to talk about. But that's the thing. So yeah. So left ovarian pain kind of radiating to my vulva. Yeah. Occasionally radiating to the to, to the, the back entrance as, as well. well. Oh god. And it's, it's, just, it's just everywhere. Yeah. And it's just really uncomfortable to move too much and it's also really uncomfortable to to sit. If you've yeah. been if you've been standing or walking for a while, you can kind of yeah, walking's okay, but then you go to sit and it's just so it's very uncomfortable. And a huge disincentive to actually get off your ass and exercise. Yes, because I mean, realistically, how are you? What would you actually do? Like, if you if you wanted to keep your kind of daily habit rolling along, but I also appreciate in this instance, I don't think you should be. Well, uh, what what, uh, what would I will you disagree do? with you? Here. Oh, please yeah. do, doctor. No, see, obviously, it's not a great time for me to be doing exercise, but my habit isn't exercise. Ah. My habit is getting on the mat. Good. So I've actually been really making an attempt to at least just keep the bloody habit rolling. Yeah. Even though I can't do much. Yeah. If I get out of the habit of either wearing my gym clothes to bed or getting changed into them first thing in the morning. Yeah. And if I get out of the habit of getting on that mat each morning, then in a week's time, it's just going to be so much harder. So I've still been sticking to the habit. Yeah. I've done bugger all exercise, but... I have been sticking to the habit. And how does that feel for you mentally, you know, because we've had this conversation yeah. a lot about when, whenever we've needed a day off or a couple of days or a week, you know, when well, something was, crazy yeah. has happened and you and I have said to each other, literally we have texted each other things like, oh, oh I've no. lost it, I've, I've, lo- I've lost it. It's gone forever. I've, I've, yeah, it's gone forever. I'm back to being, you know, the sloth. Sloth, sloth life is is me. I, I don't know life. why. I, I remember actually saying to you, I don't know why I thought I could ever be a fit person. Yeah, well, I just keep going back to the fact that this is not strictly about exercising. It's about that daily habit, Mm -hmm. keeping the system in place, even when I can't optimise the system at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I've also just been replacing the exercise a little bit with something that I can physically do that takes about the same amount of time, which is I've been going back to my morning meditation habit. Oh, a bit of meditation. Also tends to help keep my brain straight when I am in pain Mm -hmm. and when I am feeling ordinary. Mm. So yeah, keeping the habit, allowing myself to let myself off the hook for not exercising much over the last week. Mm. I've been for some walks. That's about it. Mm. Getting on the mat still. Yeah. Basically laying on the mat, listening to a guided meditation for 10 minutes and then getting on with my day. That is amazing. And also that is enough. I'm struggling to even get up and get into my exercise gear, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. But at the same time, I'm going, you know what, if all I get done today is a walk from the train station to work yeah. twice a day, that's all. That, if that's all I get done today, whatever, that's enough. It's almost like a little garden. You've got to go in there and you've got to, you've got to weed it. You've got to pay attention to it. You've got to water it. Mm. Don't completely forget about the habit just because you can't do the habit to the level that you would were doing it. like yep. to do it. Yeah. You look at 
insanely fit people on Instagram and, you know, people who sell you products, uh, you know, programs that you can do. Uh, you look at them, they look incredible, uh, but they also look like they do just a shit ton of exercise. And they do. To, and they to, probably do. Yeah. Uh, and to look the way they do, to All be as fit as they are. Yeah. And that's amazing. But sometimes I go, that's also your job, I guess, to, to, yeah. to be fit. And so your nine to five is yeah. working out, whereas our nine to five is... Generally longer than nine to five. Generally longer than nine to five, <laughs> uh, especially if you've got I was gonna say, family commitments. Coming <laughs> home to bloody feed your children and yep. you know it just does not seem realistic that we would be doing as much exercises these people and that then means that often we go well I just won't do anything at all. Oh, hundred percent. That's uh, that's been that's been my um, my <laughs> approach for a long time, which is a really interesting thing for us to kind of dig into today. Yeah, which is how much exercise do you actually need to do. When we were digging into this, I was quite surprised because I thought it was going to be some insane amount that is completely not achievable. And then when I did did a little digging, I was like, actually, it's not that much. What'd you dig up? What I dug up is, and this is from the Australian Government Department of Health. Legit. Legit. So this is for Australians. At an absolute bare minimum, you only need to do 150 minutes of moderate exercise a week. Now, the recommendation is 150 to 300. Yep. But if you only got 150 minutes of moderate exercise a week, that is enough to be, to basically to be as active as you need to be to try and stave off some of those health issues that we've talked about. All right. So what's moderate intensity? So moderate intensity activity is brisk walking. Woohoo. My so favorite. Not, not power walking. Not, That's you it. Know, can't talk. Walking. You know, can't, yeah. Just walking, brisk walking. It is cycling at moderate speeds, uh, so, you know, you don't have to worry about the velodrome. Um, it is swimming, um, social tennis, dancing. That's kind of considered to be moderate intensity exercise. Now, across a week, 150 minutes. Yeah, what does that add up to? That, that well, if, you, if you spread it out to every single day, mm-hmm. that is 22 minutes a day. Okay, so you said before that you did 10 minutes of walking to the train station and a further 10 minutes of walking back from the train station. That's enough. That's your 22 minutes. Now, the other thing to note is if you can't find 22 minutes in your day, if you know that like Tuesday is just god awful, you have so many meetings and appointments and and demands on your time, you don't have to do 22 minutes every day. It's across a week. It's 150 minutes across a week. So you might find that, you know, your Thursday is a bit more cruisy or you've got a bit of time on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might want to, you know, blow that out to a 42-minute or 44-minute session or an hour session and kind of, you know, use your t- Tuesday minutes that you couldn't get and chuck them into Saturday. Like however you do it, it's across a week, 150 minutes at an absolute bare minimum. Okay. Well, that seems... Achievable. It's not anywhere near as scary as you think. Now, if you also, if you're someone who needs a little bit more than brisk walking, you know, that sometimes when you're exercising, you feel like you you need to feel a little, like, you know, like you've done a little bit more, you've worked a little bit harder. Uh, you can also do 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous intensity physical activity. Vigorous lovemaking. Vigorous lovemaking. Uh, so 75 minutes at a bare minimum or a combination of both. Um, that's one and a half hours across a week of high intensity activity. Now, high intensity or vigorous activity is, yes, obviously lovemaking, um, is basically activity where you're breathing harder 
or you're puffing or you're panting. So aerobics, cycling fast, jogging, competitive sports, that type of activity is considered to be vigorous intensity. Also keep in mind that if you are just starting out, then a decent walk may well be vigorous activity. Exactly. And if you're doing that for 22 minutes, yeah. you're actually clocking up more exactly. m- minutes towards the more and I, vigorous and just, side of things. And I honestly, honestly think that if you are at the point where your cardiovascular fitness is zip, shit house, then also don't be scared by that whole 22-minute thing. Like start with five and make it your goal that by the end of the next 12 weeks – you can walk 22 minutes. Except that we hate goals. However, yeah. if, you, if you build into your life the, a small and achievable daily habit of trying to get a little bit of walking mm. every day, I guarantee you in 12 weeks' time you will go, hang on, like the walk that I did 12 weeks ago felt really awful, but because I've done it every day, a little bit every day, and I've just done it consistently. Yeah, break it down uh, into little little snacky poos. In twelve weeks' time, that walk all of a sudden <laughs> snacky poos. Little snacky poos. In twelve weeks' time, that walk feel, that walk feels way different. It and does. It, and it does. It fully does. But but yeah, what's so important is like the, we're talking. This is the bare minimum. Twenty two minutes of brisk walking a day is the absolute bare minimum. Right now, you might be listening to that and thinking, "Shit, that is a lot." Or you might be thinking, "Oh yeah, that's achievable." Okay. Maybe I'm already doing. Yeah, close d- to depending that. on where you're at. I think the the key is if you are listening to this and going, shit, that is that just seems like so much and it seems terrifying, that's okay. Build up to 22 minutes. Absolutely. You don't have to start with 22 minutes of brisk walking. Just build up, as Sarah said, start with start five with minutes. Five. Start with a block in the morning. Start, you know, just gradually build it up over time. If 22 minutes is achievable right now, depending on your level of fitness, then just keep smashing that out, mate. You're doing it. You're doing enough. Done. Sold. <laughs> Could I interest you in less than 22 minutes of exercise per day if it was just as good for you? Yes, well, obviously. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm a very busy person. We're all very busy <laughs> people. Uh, this, this is why we've created a whole podcast for busy women like you and I. If, if, we can, if I can get the most out of something in less time, I am absolutely going to sign yeah, up you, for that. You'll give it a crack. <laughs> no, I just, I, I was wanting to do a bit of reading around like the absolute bare minimum. So I think we've covered off on the bare minimum of what current evidence says we should be doing to reduce our risk of developing chronic health problems in the future, something that's actually really achievable. But if you want to have a look at kind of some of the fun stuff. A little, some spi- of, a little spicy. A little spicy. <laughs> um, have you heard of the seven-minute workout? No, I actually haven't heard of the seven-minute workout. All right, so the seven-minute workout. It does seem like it's right up my I know, right? <laughs> in my wheelhouse. I know. I'm into seven minutes. Now, I don't recommend this for those of you who think that a 22-minute brisk walk sounds like it might be too far out of your wheelhouse. But if you've got some cardiovascular fitness mm-hmm. but not so much time, the seven-minute workout has some decent evidence that it can actually provide almost as much benefit to your overall cardiovascular performance as lengthy training, you know, going for a you know a half an hour run or something like that. Okay. Seven so what okay, break this down for me. Right. How how can can you optimize seven minutes to make it just as valuable to you as a 30 minute or a 45 minute, you know, long walk or run? Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a high intensity workout, not mm-hmm. gonna lie to you. This one's gonna make you puff. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make you sweat. Uh, it's a body weight exercise. All you actually need is a chair and a wall mm-hmm. to be able to do it. Um, and uh, and basically you're alternating upper body and lower body high intensity exercise, but for very 
very brief periods of time. So short bursts of activity. Boom, short bursts. Big bursts, but short bursts. So these are 30-second bursts. So we start with 30 seconds of jumping jacks. Jumping jacks, 30 seconds. Okay, holding that pelvic floor if you've got a little pee-pee problem as well. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. (laughs) Wear your moddy body, it's all good, not sponsored, can be. Um, (laughs) Open to offers. (laughs) So 30 seconds jumping jacks. Yep. 30-second wall sit. No no space in between. Oh, 10 seconds. 10 10 seconds seconds off. Off. And then you go straight into a wall sit. Wall sit. Oh, we used to do these in drama school. They are painful. 30 seconds. Only 30 seconds though. Okay, that's fair enough. I can stick with that. Push-ups. Yes. On your knees, on your feet, however you like to do them. Against a wall. Do them against a wall. Do them against a wall. 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Abdominal crunches. I'm not into these. No. I, I think they're... I think they're a bit rubbish. But. And also lower back. Mm-hmm. However, what I think you can do in in, in the space the, like, of abdominal crunches is it's called like uh, dead bugs or whatever it is yeah, where yeah. you're alternating slow, slow yeah. movement, but you're really focusing on making sure that your back's not bending in the wrong direction. Yeah. You're keeping a flat back and you're kind of doing it slowly. I think you would still get the same level of puff and yeah, yeah. crunch. 30 seconds of step-ups. Okay, I can step up. Yeah, yeah. You just need step to step up. down yeah. as well, but yep. Oh, no, uh, I'm just doing one step up and then breathing. <laughs> that takes you 30 seconds. <laughs> You've got 10 seconds to, to recover. Uh, followed up by 30 seconds of squats, 30 seconds of tricep dips, a 30-second plank, 30 seconds of high knee running in place, 30 seconds of lunges, 30 seconds. Now it gets really hard, actually. 30 seconds. Now of, it gets hard? <laughs> this is 30 awful. seconds of push-up with rotations. Boop. Doop, 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 boop. You can't see me. I don't know what boop. I, I can see you and I don't know what push-up with rotation <laughs> so, is. So it's a push-up and then raising one arm up to the sky. Okay. And so then a push-up and raising so the, the other arm up to the sky. the level that we're at here is, is I think, like personally yeah. me listening to that, I think that a lot of that stuff sounds quite terrifying. But That's it's it. good to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's good Look, to know that no, you I could, agree. You I could agree. get seven minutes. We're not, we're not done yet. I'm still got, uh, no, I'm stopping you right there. Yeah. I'm just saying I've checked out at five. I'm done. <laughs> I don't even know if I got to five. <laughs> what else you got? Yeah, just some side some side planks. Side planks, okay, yeah. okay. So this is quite advanced, I think. Yes, but I think it's nice to know that you can either take a sweet, brisk 22-minute walk or you can knock out one of these seven-minute mothers. Yeah, well, I think the seven-minute mother would probably def- well, definitely come more under the uh, vigorous activity side of things, yeah. I reckon. So I oh, reckon yeah. if you were doing a couple of those oh, that's a week. It. that's it. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the studies have shown that um, – Basically, if you're doing those seven minutes versus 14 minutes of regular high-intensity exercises versus a control group, they compared these groups over eight weeks and it showed that basically both the seven-minute group and the 14-minute standard high-intensity exercise groups both achieved a significant improvement in their VO2 max, which is a measure of essentially how well your body's shifting oxygen around your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just, look, it just shows that Sometimes, if you've already got some cardiovascular fitness, doing higher intensity for lower periods of time is an option. But I think the real danger with these things is that, A, you need to have really good form. I think you, you know, you knocked that one on the head by just saying, you know, crunches, crunches are bad. Um, So you need good form. So you need to, you know, if you're thinking about doing one of these sorts of things, go and see your physio first. Go and see an exercise physiologist. Yeah, get the right movement. Sort your form out. Mm. Get your form sorted so that you're not going to injure yourself. And that 30 seconds, you you don't have to go absolutely 
help leather. Well, well, yeah, I was thinking that's the thing, you know, thinking about some of those those particular exercises, I, I probably would only get maybe like three or four of them done that's in the fine. 30 seconds just because it would take me, I, I would want to make sure that my form is right yeah. so that I'm not causing myself injury. Um, so, yeah, but, but w- when you initially say it, I'm going, shit, like I'm thinking like push up, push up, push up, push up, you know, like step, step, step. And I'm going, ah, oh, it's too much, it's too much. Yeah. You know, suddenly if you have a look at the alternatives, that 22-minute walk's looking pretty look, bloody it sweet. Does, it does look pretty great. But, you know, the other thing I um, I saw from the uh, Department of Health research was that um, they also do recommend that you do two muscle strengthening sessions a week. Uh, so this is um, is in place of or on top of, if you want, your mm-hmm. your 150 minutes. What are they talking here? Is this kind of yoga slash Pilates? Yeah, slash- this, this is resistance training, body weight exercises, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, squats, that so kind some of, of this stuff. stuff so but, some of that stuff but would fall potentially, under. potentially, you know, you don't need to do it aggressively. No, no, but, but a lot of those exercises yep. would absolutely count as strength training. Uh, and then, yeah, absolutely, yoga and Pilates. Yoga and Pilates counts as uh, muscle strengthening exercise, I which is it. really great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, even if you did two shorter Pilates or yoga sessions a week, and when I say short, I'm, I'm just, you know, like basically they're coming under your 75 minutes across a week. So, mm. you know, like that, 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 how does that, the 75, what does that, I don't think I actually 11? even worked out. Yeah. That's 11 minutes a day, maybe. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. yeah. So like a little 11 minute yoga session. Yeah. Tasty. Shit done um and then the other recommendation is uh try to stand up more fair enough totally Brilliant. understand you know especially for those of us who have sedentary desk jobs uh and it's pretty well most of us most of us yeah uh try to be active on most if not all days of the week um is a big one and the other one that i found really interesting was try to like rest days are fine when you when you need a rest day you should absolutely take one but try not to have more than one rest day in a row yeah but but that that rest day can look different to different people mm. so your rest day might be 10 minutes of really gentle yoga or your super active day could be 10 minutes of gentle yoga mm. your rest day might mean doing absolutely nothing or it might be going for a gentle walk yeah but yeah, try not to lose the habit. Yeah, basically you don't want to let more than one day get in between doing something. And all of this, if, if as, we, as we've been discussing, if you can do that just 22 minutes a day or spread that 150 minutes across a week, if you can get to that 150 minutes across a week of moderate exercise, not even taking into account if you do vigorous exercise, just moderate, if you can do that, that is enough to be sufficiently active to help stave sufficiently off. Active. Sufficiently active to help stave off some of those health issues that we keep banging on about. I want a T-shirt that says sufficiently active. <laughs> Sponsored by women like you. I am sufficiently active. Like when you get your I'm vaccinated yeah. sticker, you get your I'm, I'm sufficiently active. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not some kind of health guru, but I am sufficiently, sufficiently active. active. We should really um, get like a spotter's fee for how many atomic habits books we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, I know. We're gonna sell. Uh, but we 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 will come back to the source. The source for you and I, Sarah, is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yes. And the quote that uh, really resonated with both you and I was about your systems. 
would you would you do do me the honor of telling me the quote that you told me and then I ignored for three months till I finally got back to actually reading the book and then I realized that uh, turns out you were onto something. We do not rise to the level of our goals, but we fall to the level of our systems. Yes, and what does that mean? Basically, you can you can set yourself whatever goal you like. You mm-hmm. can I'm going to fly to the moon, or I'm going to learn how to do five thousand burpees in a row, or I'm going to lose sixty five kilos, and that's all great. You need the systems in place, so you need to actually think about how am I going to achieve said goal. You need to think of that over a timeline and you need to make the little small incremental steps. Yeah, and and steps that you may not notice any change at all. You may not notice any progress, but if you just keep doing them, eventually there'll be moments where you go, holy shit, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit further along the line. I'm a little bit further along the line. And then all of a sudden, I'm I'm at the I'm on the line. I'm I'm here. I'm at it. But I would say I just there's something about goals that just always pissed me off because I've tried to I've set so many of them and I've failed miserably at so many of them as well. Goals like I'm gonna run the city to surf, you know, 12, 12, 14 kilometer race, whatever that is. I am going to lose X amount of kilos for my wedding. Sure, why not? I'm going to you know be somebody who gets up at five o'clock in the morning or whatever. Like I I set goals all the time, and when I don't see results fast enough, I quit goals like yeah. a boss. I have a different problem with goals. <laughs> You're very good at no, goals. I'm, yeah, well, I, I, I'm quite, I, I think I've always been quite goal-oriented. Mm-hmm. I think we live in a very goal-oriented society. You know, I've set my sights on certain things and I have worked out precisely what it takes to get to there. To get there, yep. And, and you absolutely have gotten there. And then, tick, goal is done. Boom, straight back to square one. Because you didn't have the systems in place to make no, no. that change long term past that goal. And that's why I think goals suck. Yeah. So, you know, the, the goal I'm the, the goal that I'm thinking of right now is losing weight for my wedding. And let's let's not even begin to unpack how ridiculous a concept that is in many, many ways, because fine, losing weight, sure, no problem. Do that for health. Don't do it because you're gonna look great in a white dress. But I set myself the goal. I lost 20-odd kilos. Like, it was a significant physical change that I achieved so that I could look a certain way for my wedding. And I very quickly managed to put 20-something kilos back on in the years that followed. We we got married in, in the US. So also, by the time I got there, like, I'd been starving myself for however many months beforehand to achieve said capital G goal. And uh, and then I landed in the US and I was just like, yeah, bloody hell, put some fries on the side of that. Yes. And also there, I, I, I think I gained like six kilos just in the wedding and the honeymoon during phase. the wedding and the honeymoon phase, <laughs> which is awesome because it means you enjoyed yourself. Oh, but enjoyed the hell out of it. I have had this conversation with so many women who oh, I, I mean, hate it. And, I ha- and, oh. and using the wedding, wedding thing as an example, you know, I know it doesn't, it's not something that suits all of us and I totally get that, but it's, it's just one example that does pop up a lot is having the wedding, needing to look amazing on the wedding day. And look, it's a terrifying experience to stand up. You know, if you don't elope and you do it in front of lots of people, it is quite terrifying and you do yeah. want to feel confident. And I totally appreciate that. I felt the same thing. Um, however, so many uh, of my friends, colleagues, you know, people in my life have said to me that basically they went absolutely gung-ho like you did, Sarah, for the wedding. They got to the goal weight. They looked amazing, felt amazing, wonderful, whatever amazing, I guess, means aesthetically, but for them, they felt great. 
But then as soon as that wedding was done, that the things that they had done to achieve that goal, they realized very quickly were not things that they could keep going with because it was not a quality of life. It was no, not and I also sustainable. Didn't, I also did not have the goal anymore. The no, goal was the goal was done. The goal was be fit for your wedding. Yeah. Goal is done. Tick. If I don't have that goal then, what the hell am I going to the gym for? And that's why I'm just going to say it right now, on the record, I think goals suck. They are... I was going to say weddings are stupid. <laughs> weddings are stupid. No. Well, I think goals suck. I think they are in- intangible. They're fluffy. They're off in the future. That They're something that you can't quite grasp. And especially if your goal is anything to do with weight loss, especially, you know, that's a, a big reason why we've exercised throughout our life. Once your goal is attached to weight loss or how you physically look, as soon as you don't see that those results coming fast enough because it's very results driven, if you don't see it coming fast enough or you don't have a strong enough reason like, you know, something huge like getting married or you've got a big event, yeah. you know, the fear of, you know, that big event doesn't drive you enough, you just give up. And that's why I think, yeah, goals are shit. Don't set a goal, create a habit. Yay, I agree. Uh, challenge, challenge for the week because my sister-in-law said that, you know, she would like a challenge. I would like to set you some homework, so... Eleanor, I'll set you homework. How about we just say, let's see if you can do the 20... If you're not injured or currently dealing with a, a left ovary fire crotch situation. <laughs> let's I do not have a fire in my crotch. You said burning vulva. I said I wanted to make vigorous love, but I did not say... Also a challenge yeah. when you have a fire 22. crotch. 22 minutes of vigorous lovemaking every day every this week. Every day. <laughs> ah, you need to, yeah. Oh, yeah. I work in women's health and that's not something I would suggest <laughs> any woman attempt. Unless you want to, that's fine. See if you could, so our challenge for you this week, see if you can do 22 minutes a day. Or spread out that two and a half hours of moderate exercise across the week if daily feels too hard. Yeah, if, if you feel like you can't get 22 minutes in a day, spread it out, baby. Spread that shit out. Like Lurpak. Uh, and also, <laughs> I don't even know if Lurpak's that spreadable, but it's delicious. Um, uh, and the other thing is, a big one, which I've definitely been doing, don't forget to measure incidental exercise. It yes. all counts. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, there, are, there are days where that's all that I'm ticking off my list and that's good by me because I wasn't doing it a year ago. The Women Like You podcast is produced by me, Gab Burke, and music is by Hamish Camilleri. Thank you for stopping by. Make sure you like, follow and share with a kick-ass woman in your life. You can get in touch with us on Instagram at Women Like You podcast. We'd love to hear your experiences with exercise and getting fit. I'm Gab. And I'm Sarah. And on the next episode, we'll check in with my sister-in-law, Kelly, to see how she's going with her two-minute habit. And we're going to talk about the out of 10 rule, which was a massive help to us when we first started our crazy fitness journey. Fantastic. The out of 10 rule. Out of 10 rule. You created that. I made that up. It has helped me (laughs) so often. I literally pulled it out of my ass. Not my fire crotch, though. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I do not like this new nickname. (laughs) (laughs) We can go back to band-aids if you want. Um, All right. I think we're good. You're good. You're good. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. I'll bring my better ovary next week. Well, the right one seems fine. Oh, yeah, she's doing good. Listener.